Listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now here's Dan and Louis, and welcome back. The last segment of the show for this week, and of course, the second hour is brought to you by uh, our friends at Delta Dental, DeltaDentalKY.com, and we're happy to welcome in friend of the show, Mr. Brad Cox. Brad, how are you this morning? Great, Dan. How you doing? I'm doing terrific. Before we talk about uh, the horses uh, this weekend, congratulations on the foster. That that yeah. horse, Wes Wilpar, just seems to get better and better. Yeah, no, he's, he's uh, definitely hitting his best stride at the age of six and, uh, you know, was doing really well leading up to the race and, and uh, ran it, had a big effort on Saturday. Hey Brad Louis Rabeau here. How was the um, how was the transition? I know it was kind of abrupt in the move to uh, to Ellis Park for a lot of those races. How did how did that transition go? How did your team adjust? Uh, it was fine. Uh, where we were already set up there at Ellis, it's uh, somewhere we're pretty much stabled May through November, so it was an easy adjustment for us. And um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it worked out well. Brad, you you and your barn are hitting at twenty eight percent for the year, even better at uh, at Horseshoe, Indiana, forty two percent. But uh, there's a trainer that's really outdoing you. Jeff Mulcahy is hitting at sixty seven percent. What uh, <laughs> what can you tell us about? <laughs> Actually, um, Jeff had she dares the devil that won the Kentucky Oaks um, in twenty twenty. Uh, he he pre trained her, so uh, we get horses from Jeff. He does a lot of pre training and training of his own as well so i know jeff he does a great job he's based at the thoroughbred training center i know he has a good few horses for good off and, and pre-training and uh, does a really good job uh, is any part yeah, of you hey, you don't uh, remember go ahead go 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 yeah i know you don't remember this but you you were actually the one who introduced me to jeff when uh when when we had waters of marone oh that's you, right remember yeah he, I, that, called I do and, remember that now yeah he, he, yeah, he broke he yeah, broke her and got yeah. going that's exactly right yeah he did he's a He's a great hand. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, for sure. Is any part of Brad Cox jealous of a guy like uh, like Jeff who has one horse in training? <laughs> <laughs> no, some days. <laughs> some days, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's days where I wish I was the guy with the one horse. Oh, man. Brad Cox with us, of let's, course. Let's – yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, the Indiana Derby uh, uh, ver- uh, verifying, of course, eight to five on the morning line. Brad, looks like there's an awful lot of speed inside of you. Can can he lay off that that pace? Yeah, I believe so. Um, you know, he, he's had enough runs under his belt now, and I, I feel like he's kind enough. Listen, in the Derby, I think it's a complete throwout. We just kind of got caught up in the pace. Uh, Tyler guy was just a touch aggressive, and we were drawn down inside. He drew the two-hole that day. We wanted to be aggressive. It ended up not working out at all. He did a good job wrapping up on him that day and just, you know, letting him get something out of it from a fitness standpoint. But he rebounded really well last time out at, 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 or, I'm sorry, at uh, Ellis. Uh, big run, probably just a touch further than he wants to go. The mile and an eighth, we're backing him up to a mile and a sixteenth, and hopefully that'll that'll get him there. Um, I do think he's a horse. You know, listen, he's run well enough in some grade ones and grade threes to to you know he's a graded horse. You know, he's yet to win a grade graded stake, and I'm hoping tomorrow he can cross that off his list. 
Brad Cox with us. Um, you know, this is a, a weekend that you have started to, in the last couple of years at least, really target with some of your better horses. You've won two of the last three Indiana Oaks, for example. Um, what, is, what is it about Horseshoe that is so appealing to a guy like you? Is it, is it geography? Is it the people? Is it the setup? What, what is it about Horseshoe? Well, it's just, you know, we, we come to the end of the meet at Churchill. Obviously, the main meet's over slash Ellis. Um, and just where they have their derby and their oaks um, position, it really works out well with, you know, some of these fillies that were either on the oaks trail. Obviously, Merlaza was not on the Kentucky oaks trail, which ran in the Black Eyed Susan. So it gives these fillies an opportunity to run in a graded stake and increase their value. And obviously, same thing with the boys, the Colts and the Geldings. Um, with, you know, post-Kentucky Derby, you know, you get an opportunity to, to run, um, you know, maybe not horses ready to quite make that leap to Saratoga, but, you know, you need somewhere to run them, and uh, they offer good pots, uh, good purses, and, and an opportunity to run in graded stakes. So it's positioned very well in the calendar for us. It always seems to match up with something in our barn, and we like going up there. Brad, let's talk about uh, Merlaza, the three horse in the in the Oaks uh, tomorrow. It looked like, I mean, she'd won, won three in a row and was really on the uptake. And then uh, in the Black Eyed Susan, uh, kind of came with a dull effort. Was was that a, a case of a mile and an eighth being too far? Maybe that and just doing too much with her too quick. I had her kind of on a schedule where she was running every four weeks. Uh, she's a really good workhorse. Um I think she's going to appreciate this little break between the Black Eyed Susan and the Indiana Oaks. She's training well. It's a good race. It's a very, very good addition of the Indiana Oaks. She's going to have to step up and run the best race she's had. I think she can. I thought a lot of her. Like you said, she broke her maid. She broke her maid and she won allowance to ship her back to Oakland for a stake. Um, so I did a lot of shipping and moving around with her. Then took her to prayer, uh, then took her to the Black Eyed Susan at Pimlico, and I think I just threw a lot at her over a short period of time. She's had time to recover from all of that, and once again, I'm I'm hopeful with the time she'll take that step forward. And if she does, I know she'll be competitive. How do you keep track of of all of the different jockeys in different places? So you have Marcelino Pedroza uh, on mm-hmm. in both the Oaks and the Derby uh, tomorrow in Indiana or outside of Indianapolis. How, you know, what kind of rider is Marcelino, and how do you keep track of all these guys at these different places? Yeah, the riders can get a little tricky at times, especially once, like, a Churchill's over when you start going so many different directions. Like, Florence at Delaware riding idiomatic for us. We have Ricardo Santana riding one tonight, two tomorrow at Prairie Meadows. Um, we've sent a filly to Belmont, Flavian Pratt riding her there. We have Ellis Park running tomorrow, um, and then, obviously, we fell into the Indiana thing. So, uh, Marcelino rides there he, he's he's been there for several several years he's one of the top riders there we use him there we use him at the fairgrounds in the winter he works a lot of horses for us so it's not like he's a guy that we don't know we're very very comfortable with him um he's a very good judge of pace he puts horses in a good position which is ultimately the best and most important thing you can ask from a jock and um he he's a very very good rider he is a guy that you know and he he rides churchill here and there and he's able to win races at churchill but that's his main that's his bread and butters, Indiana. Brad, catch us up on some of your other three-year-olds. Of course, you started four horses in the Derby. Uh, Angel of Empire had the best finish there. Catch us up on on what we can see, expect to see the second half with those three-year-olds. Uh, he's doing well. He had a work this morning at church. It was 102, uh, 102 and one's what I had on him, just an easy maintenance five eights. And uh, he's being targeted for the Jim Dandy the 29th of this month. He's doing well. 
Hit show's doing well. He worked this morning one-on-one and change at Churchill. Not unsure exactly where he'll land. Uh, it'd be something like the Jim Dandy West Virginia Derby, something along those lines. Um, Chase's Road, um, he got some time off. He's going to resume training in about a month. Um, and verifying, obviously, is in the Marlins, Indiana. So those are the four that run in the Kentucky Derby, and, and, and three of them are active and running, and one's on the shelf and will hopefully be back this fall. Uh, Brad Cox with us. You do have Dazzling Blue in. You mentioned her uh, on, uh, with uh, Flavian Pratt in the the victory ride tomorrow at Belmont. And um, you mentioned a good Oaks field in, in Indianapolis. Holy moly, is this a great field um, at Belmont. Uh, tell us about Dazzling Blue, why you chose to head to Belmont for that race. Um, you know, I want to keep her around one turn. She's three for three. Um, we, we love what we've seen from her. Her figures are not quite as fast as I would say – it looks like she's running on the television, like she's passed the eye test, but the figures come back, like I would say, average. So we're, we will, we'll need her to step up because that is a very, very good race there at Belmont. It's probably the best edition of the victory ride I've ever seen. Ever. Um, it's basically going to be what you're going to see in the test later this summer at Saratoga. So, you know, we're hopeful. She's got a lot of early speed. Uh, Flavian's a good front-end rider. Hopefully he can break get her involved, and we'll she'll get a, you know, a big test tomorrow. And if she's up for it, I think she's got a big future. Brad, you know we're big fans of yours. Uh, I, I think at the at the end of June you were leading uh, the nation in purses won as far as trainers are concerned, on track to win another Eclipse Award. Hopefully, when you were growing up a few blocks from Churchill, did you ever envision having this kind of success? I dreamed about it, to be honest. I mean, um, when I decided to, you know. I was going to try to make a living in the horse business. It wasn't, you know, my, my dream was to, to do as well as we could and have good horses and be competitive in the Kentucky Derby, the Kentucky Oaks and Breeders' Cup. And, you know, look, we've, we've got a great, great staff, great owners, and that's what and great horses. That's what you got to have. And, you know, we, we've worked very hard, our staff, our teams worked very, very hard to put ourselves in this position. And now that you're here, I don't really know if I think back too much about, like, what my dream was it, Right now, it's about keeping it going. And, uh, you know, mm. moments like last weekend with, with Westwell Power or, uh, you know, make it make all the hours, the time, the dedication, the hard work, well worth it. And, you know, looking forward to hopefully having another big weekend this week. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, uh, and you don't have to give us your opinion on, on the decision or anything like that, but just sort of the reaction that you had when you heard that, that Bob Baffert was not going to be involved in Derby 150 next year. Uh, what is what happened? What comes to Brad Cox's mind immediately when you hear that news? You know, it, it, I guess maybe just a little surprised. Um, but you know, listen, there there may be a little bit more going on than than, than I know um, and need to know. And obviously, or honestly, not obviously, but honestly, I just focus on our horses, uh, my business, and uh, keeping our stable rolling. And uh, that that's really all I focus on. Um, you know, I know there's a lot going on in the horse racing media, and you just try to, uh, you know, win races and be a part of it that way. Uh, Brad, we're looking forward to seeing you uh, tomorrow and wishing you the best of luck. Last one from me. Have you gotten your derby money yet? <laughs> I was going to ask that, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Oh, my goodness. What are they waiting for? It's a good question. If you find out, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so last year with the ownership group 
uh, of the Indiana uh, Derby winner. We we ended up at B Dubs. Uh, how does Brad Cox plan to celebrate a win if uh, if verifying gets it done tomorrow? Oh wow! Probably a quick quick drive back to Louisville, so I'll, I'll be ready to get up Sunday morning for workers um, for Breezers at five thirty. And honestly, that's probably what will happen. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, that that it's a good drive home is what I'm hoping for. Last question, and this is purely selfish: How is the track looking at Churchill since you are there watching horses work? I'm very happy with the track. We we knock uh, wood have had no issues. Um, we, we ran 21 horses Derby week, and um, we our horses ran well. Most of them ran well, come out of it in good order, and um, it's it's been good. I, I've, I've been very happy with the track. I'm happy with Ellis Park as well. Like I said, we're stable there. We're racing there. Both tracks are in good shape as far as I'm concerned. There you go. He's Brad Cox. Uh, you can follow him wherever they're running horses. Uh, he'll have one in uh, verifying in the uh, – in the Derby tomorrow, and of course, uh, Merlaza in the Oaks in Indiana. And then, of course, uh, I mean, Cripes, uh, as part of that cross-country pick five, if you're a D-Gen like us, uh, Brad, these things matter, uh, he will have uh, he will have Dazzling Blue running uh, at Belmont as well. Hey, safe trips for everybody this weekend, Brad. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Kat. See you soon. Thanks, Brad. All right, we'll catch up with him uh, tomorrow uh, up in uh, Shelbyville, Indiana. There you go. I had to ask the yeah. Baffer question. You got to do it. No, no. Okay. I'm glad. Okay. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you did because it segued right into my question about if he had gotten his his derby money he I, had for for the disqualification. Um, well, that's I, the I other know. part of this is that that decision does actually personally affect him because the, law, the lawsuit's holding up that money, right? I mean, it's it, a, a, absolutely. What do, you, what do you get for winning? What do, what do you get for winning the Derby? A million, a million two, a million seven. I mean, he's, you know, is it that much? It's like, it's at least a million and a and, half. Yeah, and we're talking about ten percent for Brad in the barn. Uh, yes, yes. So, no, 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 no. Like I, you and I could not agree more on that for sure. No, so, I, yeah. I don't know what Churchill's doing. I, I'd pe- if I was Brad. Of course, Brad's winning. He he's Brad's his horses have Brad's won fine. fifteen million dollars in the first six months of this year. Brad Brad's doing just fine. But I I if I had a hundred thousand sitting in the That's, horseman's account at Churchill boom, Downs, I might be yeah. I might be paying more attention. To. I yes that yes there, there, very few people in the world where access to a hundred thousand dollars doesn't matter. <laughs> Very few people. So no, I'm with you uh, again. Just wanted to thank George and the Baranos team bringing lunch by the ESPN Louisville studios today. They've got you covered this weekend celebrating 45 years of Louisville style pizza. Again, July 14th. It's the hammers. Great backpack giveaway. Baranos stock air to bank. And of course, Isaacs and Isaacs, personal injury lawyers. If you need a backpack and school supplies for your child, four to 8 PM a week from today, July 14th at McFerrin prep Academy on South seventh street, 1900 South 7th Street here in Louisville, just down the street from here, actually. Um, go get a backpack for your kid. Go get those school supplies. Um, what a great program here. Uh, one of the things we always hear, and it's, it's an unfortunate thing, is how much teachers have to spend in money on their own supplies in their own classroom for their students. And this is to help a bunch of those teachers and parents who ever need. If you need help with that, go get a backpack. Go help your kids get the best uh, possible uh, situation uh, for this school year. Uh, coming up again a week from today. 4 to 8 p.m., our friends at Baranos, Stockyards Bank, and Isaacs and Isaacs, personal injury lawyers. And a reminder that at every uh, of their 14 locations here in Metro Louisville, you can get carryout, you can get dine-in, or you can get delivery in Metro Louisville or Southern Indiana. Yeah, it's that good. It's Baranos Pizza.
So there you go. I just saw Phil one, walk by. One more thing. Yeah, one more thing about Brad, and I know we sound like cheerleaders, or I do. Oh, anyway, yeah, we're getting killed on the text line for, for kissing up to Brad. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, no, and I'll kiss up to Brad for the rest of my life because, I mean, you, you can listen to that interview and know how well-grounded he is in his family. What are you going to do to celebrate if you win the end or drive home? Uh, drive back to Louisville so I can get up early Sunday and work some more horses. Um, but, but I was trying to get you only... to eat some chicken wings with Brad Cox. I tried. I tried. 